0: Percy, don't you think there comes a time when one who has been teaching needs to be taught?
1: Well, Wayne, absolutely, yes. Particularly when the teacher realizes they require more information and tools to further their ability to be more effective on a particular subject. So with that being said, let's talk about
0: it. All right. We're going to meet a pastor who sought to receive training for starting a cancer care ministry in his local church after his own personal battle with cancer. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. You've joined us for Health, Hope and Inspiration. Thank you, I'm Wayne Shepherd with Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Percy, how are you doing today?
1: I am doing well, I am in love with life, I'm in love with my wife, and I'm in love with the Lord, man.
0: <laughs> That's a great combination right there. Yeah. Well, I'm excited about the conversation today because we're gonna meet once again a man who's been with us previously here in the program, he's actually a pastor.
1: Yes. He's a good friend of mine. I've grown to love and appreciate over, uh, really over the last year, had an opportunity to meet him. Uh, And he was a part of an Our Journey of Hope training that I facilitated, which is where we got to know each other.
0: And he's going to talk about that experience. I know why you like him now. He's from Mm. Oklahoma. And he
1: is from Oklahoma. That's
0: why you like this guy so much, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah. People in Oklahoma are really friendly (laughs) and nice. I spent some of my best years there and some of the friendliest people you'll ever want to meet. Right there in Oklahoma. And so, with that being said, we're gonna have another conversation. We had an opportunity where we recorded him probably two or three months ago. Mm -hmm. I talked about his cancer journey, but he's gonna talk about now receiving training and teaching. Uh, with regard to starting a cancer care ministry inside of his local
0: church. Okay, we'll meet Pastor Bob Weger here in just a moment. Here's our question of the week. Would you be so kind as to answer this question for us? We have such great listeners on this podcast, mm. people who are so responsive, and we we do read your responses, learn from them, we use them in shaping and framing new programs. So here's yes. the question this week we'd appreciate your answer to. What new things did you have to learn After a personal crisis, Mm. what new things did you have to learn after a personal crisis? Percy, people who go to the website healthhopeandinspiration.com can answer right there.
1: That's correct. You just hit the connect button. And when that connect button is hit, then you'll be able to answer and provide your que- your answer to the question there, and that'll come to us, and I'll read them, I'll look at them, and hopefully we'll be able to read some of those responses on future shows yeah. uh, to kind of continue that engagement. Thank you so much.
0: Well, we've got time. Let's read a couple of answers that came into previous questions we posed to listeners.
1: Well, okay, let's do just that then. I have uh, actually two Ontario question responses, uh, and one is to the question of what was something you learned during your cancer journey? And the response to that question from Ontario was, first of all, thank you for your ministry. You are welcome, thank you for listening and being a part. And it says, I'm still learning, but know without a doubt that God is holding me up through this. Thankful for your ministry, the scriptures uplift me. Mm. Well good, thank Mm. you, we appreciate that, amen. And then there's a second Ontario, Canada question and answer. And the question was, what was the greatest challenge to your faith during your cancer journey? And the response is, My greatest challenge uh was is letting go and letting God. Every time I go for follow-up tests and scans, the fear rises again that it may be hmm. yeah, back. It's only you know natural, what? yeah. It is, it absolutely is. As a matter of fact, at the time of this recording, I'll be heading back for my next three month evaluation in about, you know, 15, 20 days, and okay. you have to work through that feeling uh, because you're you're always wondering if if it's if hiding around the corner, if it's waiting. And so with that, that's part of the process. So be encouraged, uh, Ontario, Canada, that at the end of the day, God is watching over you, and you take it one step and one day at a time.
0: Very good. Well, thanks for those responses. Again, answer this week's question at healthhopeandinspiration.com. All right, before we meet, Pastor Bob, take us to the Scriptures.
1: Well, with that, we have a scripture that uh, will allow us to extrapolate our spiritual nugget for today, Hosea 4 and 6. And it will tie into the very point of the conversation. And everyone knows this scripture. It says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. And I will also reject thee that thou shalt be no priest to me, saying thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. And the context of this scripture is powerful because it's helping us to understand the emphasis that God places on knowledge and information. And when we ignore or when we do not allow ourselves to uh, access certain knowledge and information, God ties a response to that with regard to his reaction and response to us. So we are obligated uh, to make sure that we are affording knowledge and information to be part of who we are as we grow and develop in the things
0: of the Lord. Ever wanted to find answers to your cancer-related questions? With Cancer Center for Alexa, now you can. Cancer Center for Alexa Skill is a voice-activated question-and-answer tool empowering users to use Alexa to answer questions they may have about cancer or services available at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The skill can answer over 800 questions on more than 40 different cancer types, symptoms, risk factors, and treatment options. To access it, you or anyone you support can simply say Alexa, enable Cancer Center to any Amazon device or access this tool on any smartphone by downloading the Alexa app, the Cancer Center for Alexa skill. Let's get after today's interview now. Here's Percy again with our guest. Well,
1: I'm excited, everyone. I'm back to you again with another show, Health, Hope, and Inspiration, and we're here to talk about, as always, uh, the dynamics of cancer and and wellness, but also from a faith-based perspective and to have honest discourse. And I have with me uh, someone that we've uh, talked to before uh, as a former cancer patient, uh, but I thought that I'd like to have him back on the show to talk about an experience of our journey of hope. Uh, pastor Bob Weger, who is uh, the senior pastor at Bible Baptist Church in Lawton, Oklahoma, originally diagnosed with... Uh, Stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphoma back in May of 2012, who is now cancer-free, going on his ninth year. Pastor, welcome back to the program. How you been, sir?
2: Well, I've been good, Percy. Thank you so much for the opportunity to to be with you today.
1: Well, again, the, as I said earlier and as I say every week, it is my privilege and it really is my opportunity. Uh, I say this all the time. Cancer patients, all cancer patients or anyone who's been touched by cancer has something to say. They have a story to tell. The question is, can they find someone to listen? And we've created a platform just for those who are looking to hear and those who are looking to share their stories uh, with regard to their experience with cancer. And one of the things that I want to talk about with you today, uh, obviously in the introduction, you are a former cancer patient. You're now cancer-free. You are thriving, surviving, is that you are a senior pastor. And I love talking to pastors, obviously, uh, the shepherds of God's local church. Uh, But I had the opportunity to meet you Uh, Back in, I believe it was January of 2020, uh, when I had the privilege of presenting and overseeing a teaching called Our Journey of Hope Cancer Care Leadership Training Program. And you were one of, I don't know, probably 20, 25 pastors or senior leaders uh, from around that regional area, Dallas. I think there were some folks from Nebraska, et cetera, that came to uh, receive that training. And I want to talk a little bit about Uh, what and why you attended this training program. And uh, for those who have followed the show, we've talked about our Journey of Hope, uh, and we've had other pastors and other individuals who have attended the training, uh, a free cancer care leadership training that has been uh, provided by uh, Cancer Treatment Centers of America to actually encourage and to empower Uh, local faith leaders to go back into their local churches and start cancer care leadership ministries. And so let's first talk about number one reason. Why did you feel like you needed or wanted to attend a training? You're a senior pastor. You know, you probably do your own seminars and trainings. Why did that speak to you and why did you attend?
2: I, I, uh, having been a cancer patient myself, I had a new perspective just from understanding where the cancer patient is. Mm -hmm. But I noticed, you know, as a pastor, um, I had not, uh, while I had ministered to people of cancer, I didn't have a, I I guess you could say a clear grasp on how I could meet the needs of my people Uh. or those of my community that were battling cancer. And, uh, having read up, uh, what I had learned about CTCA, Mm -hmm. Um, just, I guess you could say, sparked my my uh, interest and in coming to uh, to your seminar. And my, what a help and encouragement that was!
1: Well, I, I appreciate that. Thank you, Pastor. And again, it was a pleasure to meet you. And as you know, I've done this a long time. Uh, I started the program, and I remember from its early infancy uh, the challenge of kind of getting some traction around getting the faith community to actually grasp a vision of why there there was a need for this type of focused ministry. And here we are, you know, many, many years later. And so we had that privilege and opportunity to meet with you and others. Uh, you know, the two days of training uh, that you sat through uh, with a curriculum and so on and so forth, uh, what were some of the things, you know, just kind of as a highlight point that you gleaned and that you were able to walk away from? That training experience to actually go back into your local faith community and begin to implement.
2: I think the uh, my approach, okay. how I would approach them, hmm. uh, I found to be extremely helpful. Uh, you know, in uh, approaching how to minister to them, uh, helping them uh, develop uh, a walk with the Lord in their now that they have cancer as part of that wall. Sure, sure. I think those, you know, some of the going through the curriculum that you had uh, was extremely helpful. I, you know, it brought things that were, we look at it and say, this is common sense, it's not something new, but mm. it was something that that really brought us, uh, I guess you could say, back to reality of saying, of course, it's right in front of me. Why didn't I see that before? Yeah. Well, I, you're looking at it from a cancer patient View as opposed to one seeking to minister yeah. to a cancer patient. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and I appreciate I appreciated that so very much.
1: Well, one of the things that you know I've learned and 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 observed is that for for many different reasons, and you're exactly right, uh, not really associating cancer care or support as a ministry opportunity. Uh, and, yes. and what really, you know, there were several factors that, that motivated and, and, and inspired me to, to go down that path, but just the, the sheer numbers, according to the American Cancer Society, as of this recording, uh, it is still projected that one out of three people are projected to potentially be diagnosed with cancer at some point in their lifetime. And so the numbers are incredibly high. Uh, the good news is that we we have seen a decline, thank goodness, over the last 20 years of people who are actually dying from cancer. So uh, we have this kind of teeter-totter that uh, more and more people are surviving and living through the bouts of cancer, but there are more and more people being diagnosed with cancer. And the fact of the matter is that there wasn't a real emphasis, I think, or focus or 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 zeroing in on that as a as a ministry opportunity because one out of those three people, many of those folks are sitting inside of local churches. They're members of congregations. So let's talk about the fact that once uh, as a pastor, as a senior member of of, of leading the church, you were able to kind of, as you said, see the value of this is a ministry opportunity and not just, well, these are just people who have cancer and we're going to love them or we're going to support them. But we really need to have kind of a focused uh, set of practical, you know, because it's all practical. There's, there's nothing uh, that's rocket science here. But again, about the practicality of really being able to mentally and emotionally and physically uh, attend to the flock with regards to the specific nature of cancer and how it impacts them, how it impacts their family. Of course, cancer is, I call it a family disease. It's a community disease. It's not just one individual, as you know, Pastor, that is being impacted by cancer. Anyone around that person on some level is being impacted. Let's talk about the impact of cancer of one person, but by the tribe of people around them and their local community.
2: Yes. Well, you know, when you think about the impact of cancer is coming from a, a minister's point of view. Sometimes we aren't we aren't clear, and you know you talked about capturing that that path. Uh, I would liken that very much to vision, where Solomon said that where there's no vision, people perish. Yeah. And you know that we we look at those opportunities of we see people in our congregations that are diagnosed with cancer that are battling the cancer, but we often know not how. Uh, you know, well I'll take them some chicken soup and and mm-hmm. pray for them. Right. Well, you're not ministering to the whole need of the people, and, and I, I, uh, I'm so grateful that this curriculum that you've put together has given ideas, and uh, it helps when you sit down with a family as a pastor to help the people understand Percy you know, I'm looking at cancer. What are they going to do? Mm. Well, what's going to happen? Mm. Well, here's some options, right. You know, you're not by any means giving medical advice, That's but correct. you're just telling them, say, you know, here's, um, you, you could be doing chemo there, you know, CTCA has many options and they'll sit down with you and talk with you about these things. And, and that kind of takes the, the shock or the, the scare out of, out of the people, um, you know, as you sit down with, because they're realizing they're looking to someone they know, they trust uh, being their pastor and say, okay, preacher, thank you. Mm. Uh, You know, uh, some folks I've had in my, my church that, uh, you know, has battled cancer. I've sat down with them, explained these things to them. And they said, you know, preacher, it was very much like you said, when we went up there, we did this and they did this. And you told us that, and that helped us so much uh, taking away the
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. The shock. Well, and you it, know, it, it the, is the, the. it is a shocking, and there's a there's kind of a a, a dynamic of fear that obviously enters into yes. the equation here. And I was going to go right there with regard to uh, do you think that there is then, with that being said, uh, a element of fear that can be maybe not completely eliminated, but maybe reduced and and brought to a more manageable level. First of all, from a ministerial perspective, I've had pastors over the years who would admit to me, you know, off offline, that you know, pastor, quite frankly, I'm, I'm, I don't know what to say. I wasn't sure what to do, and there was an element of fear that I had just from the perspective of being not equipped with what to say, and so you know, I would, I would go to some rote, you know, kind of things that I would just kind of throw out there, but really, I was, I was a bit wobbly myself on the subject. Uh, It sounds like to me that I'm hearing you say that one of the things that that this type of training can do for pastors or senior leaders is help to eliminate some of that apprehension of having a bit more of a confidence of what to say and what to do beyond, as you said, just chicken soup and I'm going to come by and visit and hold your hand kind of thing.
2: Absolutely. Yes, it does. It does reduce, if not eliminate the, the spirit of fear, you know, because we know, again, the scripture teaches that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear Correct. and fear, fear we know comes from the enemy, but fear is the absence of not knowing what to expect. Correct. You know, and the human mind has a tendency of saying, well, oh, this could get really bad. Yeah. yeah. This could go this way or that way, or what about this? And what if they do this? And I don't know what to expect. Whereas through this training as a, as a uh, uh, a minister, you've you now have been equipped. You've been given the tools to go and say, "Let's remove some of those fears." Here's some things you can expect when you go in for treatments, and uh, again, extremely helpful. Extremely helpful. Well, I,
1: I appreciate again. Number one, the fact that uh, one of the things that we've taken a great diligence is is the fact that we never want to. Uh, come across in that training in any way disrespectful to the senior pastor. The pastor is is an important component, obviously, to what God is doing inside of the local church. And we always wanted and still do emphasize the fact that we're here to walk alongside you. We're not here to take your place. Uh, You know, we're not here to replace you in any way, but to just provide you with additional tools that you can put in your toolbox so that you then can go and stand before the people uh, with confidence uh, and an element of confidence that – with the giftings and the vision that God has placed before you uh, because God is giving you that vision and the, and the giftings to go along with that vision. We're simply here uh, to be a partner with you. So I really appreciate uh, you being able to express that at the end of the day. Having said all of that, um, I guess as you move forward now as a former cancer patient, praise God uh, thriving and surviving now having, you know, yes. put a couple of more tools in your toolbox Uh, What is one final thing that you'd like to say to maybe a senior pastor or someone who may be listening to this who is in senior leadership of a local church and they still have not embraced the idea of a cancer care ministry or a focus around cancer as a ministry? What would you say to encourage leadership to say, hey, here's something that you may want to consider to help? Uh, advance the work that you're doing? Because cancer hasn't gone anywhere. It's still sitting in front of us every day. And so we need to look at that and say, what can I do and, and what have I not done to maybe address this better? What say you to someone that's listening today who may still be struggling through the idea of that as as a ministry?
2: I, I would cur- encourage leadership within the church uh, to consider taking, uh, you know, and, and attending your seminars for this reason you know, we seek to minister to the trichotomy, trichotomy beings that we are yeah. body, soul, and spirit. Yep. And, and we oftentimes put great emphasis on the spiritual side, mm. but so oftentimes we don't seek to minister so well to that emotional and the physical body. Um, you know, because in seminary, we're not really taught that too much. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it, there's so much emphasis on the spiritual side. And I would, I would highly encourage uh, pastors and senior leaders within churches to, to take time out because you'll find that these tools, as you mentioned earlier, that, that you prepare and place in the hands of, of those attending the seminars are, are se just very helpful. Uh, you know, you mentioned earlier about them not being rocket science, but they are so practical mm. things that we look at and say, why didn't I think of that? Well, sometimes we just need to be reminded of what's already
1: there—that
2: yeah. God's God has provided. And uh, again, I appreciate you, you, and your ministry to the cancer community—you uh, know—in CTCa uh, for their um, support in uh, encouraging and wanting to encourage uh, ministers, senior leaders, in churches to uh, be a part of this because it really does make a difference.
1: Today you have heard from Pastor Bob Wieger. He is a former uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma stage four, diagnosed back in May 2012, Uh, now going on at the time of the recording of this nine years being cancer-free. He's the senior pastor at Bible Baptist Church in Lawton, Oklahoma, and he's also, I'm proud to say, a graduate of the cohort of our Journey of Hope Cancer Care Leadership Training. Thank you so much uh, for being uh, a friend of the show and a partner uh, with what we're trying to do, and that is to continue to declare that the best is still yet to come for those who continue to believe and trust in the Lord and that uh, we are here to encourage those who are walking uh, and fighting the good fight of faith. Pastor, praying for you and your church and all that is concerning to you. you, thank you for your time, sir.
2: You're very welcome. Thank you so much.
1: All right. God bless. Have a great day.
0: Thank you. If you are concerned that you or someone you love may have cancer, consider reaching out to Cancer Treatment Centers of America for personalized diagnostic services. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers that treats the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of the team with questions about your diagnostic and treatment options. The number? 866-712-HOPE. 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. You can learn more at hope. And inspiration.com. Well, I know inspiration comes from pastors including these two, Pastor Percy McRae and Pastor Bob Wieger. Pastor McCRae, thank you for that conversation.
1: Well this is uh, I call him my brother and certainly we have uh, kind of created a friendship uh, as a result of an encounter from actually one of the Our Journey of Hope training sessions that I facilitated uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And met Pastor Bob, and he was a treating patient uh, who had gone through uh, cancer and 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 is surviving and thriving, and basically came to a realization and an epiphany that now having been a cancer patient, he really did not have a complete grasp of what cancer was mm-hmm. or how to support people with cancer, as he felt that he needed to as a pastor, and so uh, decided to attend this training and to gain more knowledge and insight. And I'm just so grateful for his humility and for his willingness to continue to learn and to add more tools into his pastoral toolbox.
0: Yeah, here's a guy who not only learned from his experience, but he learned how to reach out to others because of his own personal experience.
1: He did. He said he had a new perspective uh, just from understanding where the cancer patient was located. And again, uh, he made the statement that he did not have a clear grasp on how, you know, the cancer dynamic really operated until, and I, I this is so true historically with many uh, pastors that I've met, until it was their turn, until they basically had to sit in that place, uh, they came to some realization of some things that needed to be implemented, particularly from a ministerial perspective, back inside of the local church. And so, I'm not glad that he uh, contracted cancer, but I am grateful that he learned from that experience that there's some additional resources and some things that I need to add to my repertoire in order to be a more effective pastor in front of my
0: congregation. Yeah, that's a good pastor right there. (laughs) It
1: it is, it's it's not even a good pastor. I'm gonna make the point, it's a great pastor (laughs) because uh, as a pastor and being now in the ministry, you know, close to 30 years now, which was really aging me at this point. Yeah, you started very uh, young. (laughs) <laughs> I did, yeah. But, I, you know, I, I will say this, and I have to be honest, and uh, that I have met, you know, ministers and pastors along the way who were somewhat arrogant and spiritually, you know, that, that they felt that they had arrived and that they had the total embodiment of everything that God wanted them to know and to be, and then basically stopped growing and stopped developing, and that's just not a good thing as a pastor, and as a minister, we live in a very ever-evolving world culturally, uh, certainly with norms and ideology. And though uh, we don't compromise the standards of Christ, there are things that we still can be enhanced around and learn. And I would say from a cancer ministry perspective, every pastor uh, would be served well to, to basically allow themselves to come to a point where they may need some additional resources to be added to uh, their game plan in execution inside of their local church in serving yeah. and, and being committed to cancer patients. Yeah.
0: All right. Let's focus on the experience he had, the Our yeah. Journey of Hope training uh, experience.
1: Let's do that. Now,
0: he went through it pre COVID 19, so his was in person, right?
1: That is correct. That's absolutely correct. But I that's that changed. Was, yeah. That was probably the last uh, in person training that we did. Uh, through the Cancer Treatment Centers of America, and I helped to facilitate that training. Uh, since that time, we have now gone completely virtual, as as the entire world has. Yes, they have. Uh, yeah, and, you know, if we had only known to buy some stock in Zoom, right? But with that being said— uh, <laughs> Well,
0: you and I are on Zoom right now, so we're yeah, grateful I'm, for it. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are certainly grateful we're for thousands Zoom. thousands of miles apart. <laughs> but
1: Zoom probably had no idea what was coming their way and how how the world would literally change and utilize this actual platform of virtual engagement because of COVID-19. And as a result of that, all of our our Journey of Hope trainings now are done virtually online. And so uh, we continue to facilitate this free training and everyone is invited uh, from any local congregation Uh, to dial in and register to any one of our online trainings, but they're all free. And we encourage even more people to do so because it now expands actually our bandwidth. So look at how this actually works now. We we're actually able to service more people uh, with this training. And again, it's free of charge. All of the curriculum, uh, all of the resources that we provide are all free of charge. And as we treat, you know, we reach more of the community of faith equipping them with this information. All they got to do is jump on their computer and uh, sit in on some sessions and be blessed and be enhanced.
0: Well, I love how you've turned this into an opportunity to reach even more people. That's what's happened. Uh, You know, you were kind of forced into it with the virus, but here we are, and it's working, which is very encouraging. Now, is this just for pastors?
1: Great question. It is not just for pastors, but the important caveat for pastors, for anyone that belongs to a local church congregation, You are completely aware of the fact that if the if the pastor does not embrace and and creates a vision and communicates that to the local church, typically the local church does not get behind that. So we encourage the pastors to at least be involved on some level with the individuals that they will send to the training who can certainly represent the local church. Uh, someone who potentially may be even leading your cancer care ministry, but we want pastors to at least be knowledgeable of the program, understand the, the moving dynamics of it, and if nothing else, yeah. be able to articulate and cast a vision to support and say this right. is the direction we're moving in as a faith community. So
0: to have the pastor's blessing and understanding that it, it needs to be implemented once it's learned.
1: That's correct, and yeah. that needs to be vocalized and heard from the shepherd, him yeah. or her, and then whomever else may be uh, under-shepherding that program on the church's behalf, that certainly does not have to be the pastor. And we encourage it not to be the pastor, as we know that they are very busy people and they have multi-dynamics of things that they have to do, but we certainly need them to endorse and, and cast a vision for the program, no question about okay. it.
0: Okay, with our time remaining, tell me where I go for more information and what's my next step?
1: So ourjourneyofhope.com. All one word, all lowercase letters. Our, not mine, not your, not them. Ourjourneyofhope.com. And all of our resources is there. Our schedule is there where you can register online uh, and you can be outside of the US as well. We are now training people throughout the world at this point also. Canada, South America, Africa, uh, Europe, uh, uh, the Caribbean. And so uh, you register online and then you pick a date uh, and then you'll be able to tap into the Zoom virtual session for that respective date. And then you will be allowed digitally to receive your curriculum and your resources. There really is no excuse not to attend this training at this point. You don't have to leave your living room. You can sit right there in front of your computer Mm. and be blessed and enhanced as we continue to perpetuate the journey that uh, God has put before us of our journey
0: of hope. I hesitated in mentioning our resource until now because I wanted you to understand the importance of it. Our mm. free resource is Cancer Care Ministry in Your Church. Yeah. So a perfect follow-up to our conversation today is to download this resource at healthhopeandinspiration.com, Cancer Care Ministry in Your Church, and learn from it uh, even before you take that next step of contacting Our Journey of Hope. I think this would be very helpful. But the That's important a- thing is you can do this right now.
1: That is correct. And so, yeah, this is a free resource. Download it. Look at it. It'll give you kind of a a broad perspective of what a cancer care ministry can look like and should look like inside of a local church. And I want to say as a caveat, we are not here to tell churches what to do or how to set up a cancer care ministry as much as give you the components of it. And then you can frame that any way that you feel led by the Spirit of God. But again, to give you a framework uh, and a, an a, and a underlayment of how you can begin to put forth a cancer care ministry. This document will uh, enhance your ability to kind of visually internalize what that could look like inside
0: of your local church congregation. Download it right now, if you like, at healthhopeandinspiration.com and answer a question while you're there. What new things did you learn after mm. a personal crisis? Thank you for yeah. answering. Well, Percy, let's go back to Scripture before we wrap things up now.
1: Well, now that we close, after we have heard from a shepherd who learned that he still needed to learn some other additional things to be even a more effective shepherd, listen to this scripture with a new ear. And that is uh, Hosea, the fourth chapter, verse six, that says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou has rejected knowledge. God says, if you reject knowledge, I will reject you. It's interesting how God associates himself in this equation. Hmm. I will also reject thee that thou shalt not be no priest to me. In other words, you won't be able to stand over the things that God wants you to stand over as, as, as a caretaker and a facilitator of spiritual things to implement. That's what a priest does. Seeing thou has forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. And So be encouraged today that uh, people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, but not the group of people on health, hope, and inspiration. You're getting knowledge every day and more information and access to that, which will allow you to go forth and be all that God has called you to be and not be rejected by the principles and by the instruments of God that is necessary to be facilitated, to speak to his people and to minister unto them today. Knowledge is our friend, truth and information we can continue to grow from. Inspiration comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God, or faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. And so with that, more knowledge will provide that faith and that inspiration, be encouraged, and tap into this free resource. It'll bless your life, and it'll bless the lives of many that you
0: come in contact. Percy, I'm especially grateful today for our journey of hope and your vision to start this program and what's what God's doing through it in various local churches. So again, thank you, and thank you for your time today here on the podcast.
1: Thank you, my friend. And remember, we've got work to do. So let's keep chopping the wood and let's keep after it. Until the next time, we'll talk to you very soon.
0: Join us for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America.
3: If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. While helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services, treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.